welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. We're starting. Come on, you guys, let's give it up for Jesus this morning. Is he not good? Is he not so good? He's so good. He's so much better than this music stand. God, we thank you. Can we just lift up our hands to the Lord this morning? If you feel comfortable lifting your hands. I love to lift up my hands to the Lord because I am reminding myself that there is a God and I'm not him. And I'm not him. And I just surrender myself and my everything to him. So, Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your presence that sustains us. We thank you for your grace that enables us to be everything that you've called us to be so that we can do everything that you've called us to do. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, that's living inside of us and moving through us in this season, God. And we thank you for your church, God. And we thank you that it is the birthday of your church where the church was started, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you are sustaining your church, not by might, not by power, but by your Holy Spirit in this hour, Lord Jesus. And where there has been weariness in in this place where there's been people here that have felt weary may you feel strengthened today so that you may go from strength to strength not in your strength but in the strength that God supplies and provides because he is more you are more than enough for us and we all said amen did we say amen we said amen well you know the church was birthed by the Holy Spirit the church was sustained by the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ is coming back for a church that is filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Oh, come on. Am I preaching in the right place today? (laughs) Oh, I love, I love, I love, I love the church. I'm not going to talk too much about the church today. I'm saving that for Wagner Hills. I'm going to be at the men's campus on Tuesday night, and they've asked me to speak about the church. Um, But I wanted to encourage you guys for a moment because there has just been so much pressure this season, hasn't there? There has just been so much coming at us, you know, and we, everybody in here has a story. And I would love to have story night, and I would love to have hug night, okay? I can't wait till we can have hug night. I really want to have hug night, and I really want to have story night so that we can encourage one another in what God has been doing inside of our hearts in this season. But there's been a lot of hardships, and I know that there's been a lot of hurting this season. There's been a lot of challenges, but I want to encourage you and say, even in the midst of hardship, even in the midst of challenges, even in the midst of hurting, even in the midst of your loneliness, there is a lot more grace. There is a lot more love. There is a lot more power, and there is a lot more life, and that's why we have to come together in times like this on Sundays, and I am so thankful that we aren't having bougie church today because I am not here for bougie church. I am here just to come together as the church however we can to be together and encourage one another. Hebrews 10.25 says, come together, uh, or, you know, come together often, even more as the day approaches. I think that this is a lot more of what God is wanting the church to look like. And I had the funny thought uh, during worship, and I thought, you know what? If the church doesn't start hitting the street, God is going to stick the church on the street. And where are we today? We're on the street. It was so cool. I heard, um, I heard a story that 
I think this happened this morning, Jake, where a lady walked up to you from another church in the city. And, and is she here? No, okay. She handed him $20 this morning. She said, hey, I don't go to your church. I go to another church, but I wanted to bless your church. Come on. Come on. Can we get some honking here? That is, it is awesome. God is sending his church to the street. Like the song says, did you feel the mountains tremble? And here we see that, God, you're moving. A mighty river through the nations will young, where young and old will turn to Jesus. Fling wide the gates. And that's one of the things that God is saying to his church today. Fling wide the gates, church. He's saying, get ready, church. I am coming back for a strong church. I am coming back for a church that is strengthened in the power and might uh, by my spirit. So let's not waste our time this season fussing about, well, we can't do this, and we can't do that, and we can't do this, and, oh, we can't have church inside. Who cares? Who cares? But you know what we can do? We can do this. And you know what we can do? We can do that. And, and I don't, you know, where you might see a problem, God sees an opportunity. And if we could just put on the lens of love, if we could just put on the lens of Jesus, we would see in this hour there's actually a lot more opportunity than there is problems. We do not have a problem, church, that is bigger than God. God is able to make crooked paths straight. He is able to make rough places smooth. And my God can make rivers in every dry place in my life. And I know that what he's done in my life that he can do in yours. And we have to remember, just by looking at earthly things, that it was pressure that forms diamonds. It's pressure and time that forms diamonds and it's irritation that produces the pearl. Psalm 23, 4 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We got to look at those little words in the scripture he didn't, it doesn't say here, the psalmist didn't say, King David didn't say, and if, and if I walk through the valley. He said, and even though, it's going to happen. You know, we're walking through a valley season, you know, a, 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 we're walking through the valley this season, but we don't have to fear because Emmanuel, our God, is with us. You know, and we're not walking this, we're not walking this season alone. We're walking it with Jesus and we're walking it together. Amen. Uh, one of the questions Pastor Jake and I get asked a lot, and, and I'm sure you as well, why do, why do bad things happen to me? Why are bad things happening in my family? Why, why do bad things happen to me since I accepted Jesus in, in my heart? And you know what? Sometimes after we accept Jesus in our heart, that's when, the, that's when the pressure really starts. But Jesus said in John 16, 33, he said, you know, um, what did he say in John 16, 33? <laughs> he said, in this world you will have trouble you know this scripture, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In this world, church, we're going to have problems. In this world, we're going to have sickness. In this world, we're going to have trials. In this world, we're going to have tribulations. But God sent a gift to us. He sent Jesus Christ, his son, so that we could overcome it all. We do not have a problem today in our life that is not bigger than Jesus Christ. 
We do not have a sickness inside of our body that the blood of Jesus cannot heal in the name of Jesus. And if you guys are, if, if anyone in this place is dealing with a sickness, you know, where the doctors have said, hey, this is incurable, I want to remind you that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. He's the same today, and he is the same forever, and he died on the cross so that you could be healed. And we speak life to your body today. We speak health, and we speak wholeness to you in the name of Jesus. Corey Ten Boom said, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. She said, if you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Isn't that good? But if we look at Christ, church, we will be at rest. We can do a lot of things. And some of us in this place are super capable. But let's be mindful that we cannot do much without Jesus Christ, like it talks about in John 15, and the power of the Holy Spirit. The way forward looks like surrender, church, and walking in the Spirit. And God is saying to our church today, you're coming through to the other side. And God is saying to you and your family today that you're coming through to the other side. God is saying to your family today, for the ones that you have been believing God to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, salvation is coming to your house today in the name of Jesus. Do not give up. Do not lose hope. Keep trusting and keep believing in God. So it's Pentecost Sunday today. It's the birthday of the church. You know, we were talking to the setup team this morning, and I said, guys, and I started jumping up and down because I'd had too much green tea and coffee this morning, and Pastor Jake's like, what are you on? Like, what is happening to you? I said, it's the, it's the church's birthday today, and they're like, oh, it's Hope City's birthday today, and they start, I'm like, no, no, you guys, it's the church's birthday, and then they're like, oh, I'm like, come on, I'm excited, you know, the day of Pentecost was 50 days after Easter, it's 10 days after Jesus' ascension, but before I get into that, could we just take a moment? I just want to play you this song that I've had on repeat all weekend. So if we could just play that song right now, Josiah. It's called Overflow. It's about five minutes. Yeah. 
God, we thank you that where your spirit is, there is freedom, and there is liberty, and there is healing, and there is joy, and there is refreshing, and there is life. Lord, I thank you that you are refreshing your church. You're reviving your church. You're renewing your church. You're restoring your church. You're joining your church together even closer in this hour. In Jesus' name. So it's Pentecost Sunday today. It's the birthday of the church. Like I said, it's, it, was 50, it, it is 50 days after Easter. It's 10 days after the ascension of Jesus Christ. Just to give you a little bit of history, Jesus said that it was better for him to go. He was telling his disciples this. It was better for him to go. They didn't understand what he was talking about. I think half the time they didn't understand what he was talking about. But he said it was better for him to go so that the promise of the Father could come, and that was the Holy Spirit. He told them in Luke 24, right before his ascension, to wait in Jerusalem until they were clothed with power from on high. And I imagine they still didn't understand what he was talking about, but because of the depth of relationship that they had with Jesus, they did. They did what he told them to do. So here they were, just a little bit later, 120 of them waiting they don't know what they're really waiting for, but Jesus told them to wait. So here they are up in the upper room, and suddenly, and suddenly, they're up there for about a week. Okay, could you imagine waiting for something for a week? We can't even wait five minutes for someone to return our texts. And here they were up in the upper room waiting for the promise of, of the, the Father to come, which was the Holy Spirit. And suddenly there comes a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you can see after that that Peter, if you go read this in Acts 2, okay, in Acts 3, Peter gets up and preaches a powerful message, and then he begins to quote something 
from the book of Acts, which was like 900, or from, sorry, the book of Joel, which was like 900 years before that. And he said this, and you'll know this passage well, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people, not some people, all people. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. And your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I want to say this again to you because I felt like this was bringing some encouragement to some people. And I feel as as I say this again, think of your family in this context that you have been believing God to come back for. Because one of the things I love about this little passage here is I can see family in here because this is a generational, this is a generational passage in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons, church, and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. It's never too early, and it's never too late. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Then it says that people were so cut to the heart at not just the words of Peter, but with the authority and spirit that he talked in. The the people came to him and they said, what do we do now? And this is what he said. He said, repent, repent, change your heart, change your mind and be baptized. And then you know what happened? About 3,000 people got saved on that day and the church grew. And it grew and it multiplied. And then out of that, you see the beginnings of the early church, which is also called in the Greek the ecclesia, which means the called out ones, the assembled ones, the people joined together. We got to hold the line in this season, church. We've got to hold the line. I'm getting a lot of phone calls. I'm in a unique position because I'm connected to a lot of people from all over the world. And I get a lot of texts. I get a lot of messages. I get a lot of phone calls from people just just calling me and just needing some wisdom or needing some advice. And a lot of people talking to me, you know, just about their church. And they just said, it's so hard. I said, I know it's so hard. I said, it's hard in my church. But I'm just saying, if you would just hold the line. If you would just hold the line this season, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. I believe that the church, the local church is the hope for the world. We need to be a united church. Not just united because we have to, but united because we want to and we can see, you know, the way that the Lord wants the church, you know, not just here in numbers, but join together. Join together in love in harmony, in peace, in relationship with the Lord and with one another. Um, I had asked a few weeks ago, you know, just, you know, why church was what I said on social media. It was on Instagram, Insta stories, and uh, I like to be pretty active on social media, a lot more than most people my age, but, you know, that's me. And uh, I had asked people, I said, hey, guys, why church? Why church? And and it was because Wagner Hills had asked me to come speak this Tuesday on church. So I just wanted to hear from other people. Hey, why church for you? You know, and a lot of people said the same things, and it was good. You know, people just said church is a place of community. Church is a place where I can grow. Church is a place where I can gather. Church is a place where I can use my gifts. Church is a place where we can worship together. 
But then one of my friends messaged me. It was the last message I received on this, and it was late that night. And he said, hey, Jenny. He said, I couldn't fit this into your little Insta story thing. He said, because it was too many words. He said, but I really wanted to chime in on this. He said this about why church for him. He said, and I want you to remember this. If you're taking notes in your car, write this down. Because it's literally the best answer that I have ever heard on this. Why church? And John said this. He said, it's easy to pick your people. He said, it's easy to pick your people. He said, but it would be narrow. He said, it's easy to pick your people, but it would be narrow. He said, church is a spiritual community with people you wouldn't necessarily choose, but that's where the true beauty can exist. Is that not powerful? It's so powerful. I'm going to say it again. Why church? John said, it's easy to pick your people, but it would be narrow. Church is a spiritual community with people you wouldn't necessarily choose, but that's where true beauty can exist. God is looking for a people that just purely love him, that purely desire to know him, and that just purely desire to love one another, just to love one another, to, get, to gather together in the name of Jesus. And we cannot be the people that God has called us to be in this hour, to be the church that he's called us to be without the working of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. If you have a Bible, just open it up to Revelation 2.10. And I mean, this scripture, I just, it's like I just, it's like I'm dreaming it right now. Revelation 2.10, and this, I'm going to read about the persecuted church and the faithful church. My point isn't about the persecuted church, but I want to read the scripture. Revelation 2.10 says, be faithful unto death. Okay, so there were seven churches that were written about in the book of Revelation. It says, be faithful. This is God speaking to the church. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. I believe God's saying that to Hope City, and if you're visiting today, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Well, what's the crown of life? Another name for the crown of life is the victor's crown. It's for those who are faithful under pressure and go through great trials and don't give up or don't give in. And, and you're like, really, there's crowns? Yeah, there's crowns. You should go read about them. You know, I don't want to just get to heaven. You know, it's great that I just get to you know, go to heaven. I also want to have heaven on earth and just give my whole life to Jesus, not just knowing Jesus is my Savior, but submitting to myself to him each and every day so that I can, you know, live in such a way that he is my Lord. But when I go to heaven, I want a crown. Don't you want a crown? I want a crown because I was faithful, not in my own strength. You know, Jenny McGrew actually isn't that strong. I have to go to the gym because I have like zero upper body strength, okay? If I quit lifting weights for one day, it's like I can't even reach up into the cupboard to get anything. I don't know what happened. I got strong legs, but I got weak arms, you know? But I'm not strong in myself, but in the Lord. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I got to live my life in Jesus Christ, you know? Um, so when I get to heaven, the Lord just says, Jenny, well done. Well done for not living this life in your own strength. Well done for being able to forgive the people that abused you and that used you. Well done for forgiving the people that hurt you and betrayed you. Well done for honoring when, he, when everything in you wanted to dishonor. I'm not praising my, whole, my holy name right now either. I'm just sharing just a little bit. 
well done. And I've said this before, church, I know what it's like to cry in the middle of the night. To cry in the middle of the night and to feel so alone. You've got nobody and you've got nothing. That's how you feel. It's not true, but you feel, you know what I'm talking about? Those nights where you feel like you got nobody and you got nothing and you're just holding your Bible. And it's just like you can't get close enough to Jesus. You can't get close enough to Jesus and you're just crying. But God's got a victor's crown for you guys. Don't give up. Don't give up in this season. Don't give in. Don't lose heart. Don't quit praying. Don't quit praying for your family. It requires a lot of faithfulness. I know. It requires a lot of faithfulness. We were talking about this in uh, this little mentorship class I teach on, on my, every Monday morning with worship leaders from all around the world. And we were talking about faithfulness this past Monday. And um, so, you know, we're kicking it around. And I like to ask the class, I said, okay, so what do you guys think with faithfulness? And one of the guys said, well, you know, it's discipline. You just got to put one foot in front of the other. I said, well, that's definitely a guy's answer. You know, I'm like, well, girls have feelings. <laughs> girls have these little things called feelings. And it's not always easy for girls just to be like, okay, great. I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just simple, you know. And in seasons like this, there's a lot of feelings, you know? And, you know, and I just said, you're right. We do just need to do it. We just need to put one foot in front of the other in some seasons, and we just got to go for it. Um, but as I began to think, you know, during this week, I was actually kind of getting bothered about this. I was kind of getting bothered. I was thinking about being faithful unto death, you know, so that I could wear a crown of life. And I said, Lord, what's bothering me about this conversation? Because it wasn't like it was, you know, that he said anything wrong, but I felt like something wasn't right about this. Right, right about it. He said, because, and then this is what the Lord said to me. He said, because faithfulness requires the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, true faithfulness requires the power of the Holy Spirit because to truly be faithful, it's not in our own strength. It's in the strength that he supplies. And you might be able to get through some things in your day in your own strength, right? You might be able to get through some things in your life in your own strength. But what happens when things come at us that we are just not strong enough to sustain, that we are just not strong enough to go through? And I think that's some of the reason why some of us have such highs and lows. You know what I'm talking about? People, it's like, oh, I had a really good day. You know those people where it's like they have really good days and they have really bad days, you know? But I think that's one of the, the things we have to realize that as we lean on the Lord's strength, we don't have to have extreme highs and we don't have to have extreme lows because we're not, we're not called to live in our own strength. We're called to live in the grace of God. You see, and that's what separates faithfulness from discipline because it requires the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So when the Lord's saying, be faithful unto death, I will give you the crown of life, he's not just saying, hey, be disciplined, just keep doing the right thing. What he's saying is, I want a church that is depending on me. I want a church that's hoping in me. I want a church that's clinging to me. I want a church that is, that is trusting in me. In our own strength, church will fail we will crack and we will crumble because we try to do things in our own strength. But to be the supernaturally faithful church that God has called us to be, it is going to require us. We've got to submit ourselves humbly to this, to, have the, to allow the Holy Spirit to work in our life. And may we wake up and be aware of this in the name of Jesus. And Pastor Jake was touching on that you know, last week about needing the presence of God in our life. 
So faithfulness is, you know, we know this well. If you have a Bible, turn to Galatians 5.22. Faithfulness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. How many, how many fruits of the Holy Spirit are there? Anyone? There we go. Nine. That was great. But the fruit of the Spirit, okay, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. If you're reading it, let's just say it together. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then it says, against such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified in the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk after the Spirit. The seventh fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. Faithfulness means full of faith, full of faith. How do we be faithful? Well, it's simple. It says here we walk after the Spirit. Well, how do we walk after the Spirit? It was like what Pastor Jake was talking about last week. We got to be presence-minded. We got to take some time with the Lord. I think so many of us, you know, and I've, and I've fallen prey to this myself. We've just been waiting for the storm to pass by or when I get my vaccination, I can go travel, you know, and I'm, I'm seeing all these people post pictures of like, remember when, remember when. I want to caution you against that, okay? It's good to post memories on social media. It's good to look back and remember things from the past, but don't live there. As, my, as your pastor, I'm saying don't live in the past. Remember the past. It's good to, you know, have memories of the past, but don't get stuck and live there because God is wanting to do things in your life now. God is wanting to work in your life now. God is wanting to work in your family now. And there is so much hope in your today. There is so much hope in your future tomorrow. There are so many plans that God has for you. You don't even know. So church, get ready. So how do we walk after the Spirit? We got to be presence-minded. We got to take time with the Lord. We got to be Jesus Christ focused. Be faithful, church. Be faithful, church. Be faithful, and you will be fruitful. You hear me? Be faithful, and you will be fruitful. And here's, <laughs> and, and here's the thing about the fruit, and something we need to humbly realize as the children of God, we don't get to pick our fruit. I love how it can just be quiet in here. <laughs> we don't get to pick our fruit. It's up to our good father to give us the fruit. My job as a child of God, my, my job as a daughter of Jesus Christ is just to be faithful. It's up to him what he wants to give me. Amen? And that's just humility. Not by might, not by power but by the Spirit of God. Let the people see Jesus. Let's turn to Revelation uh, 3. Revelation 3, and this was a letter written to the faithful church. And as I read it this week, I just saw it in a whole new light. In verse 7, it says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things. It says, He who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one shuts, who shuts and no one opens. Think of the Lord saying this to you today, okay, when I read this. I know your works, Hope City. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. 
for you have a little strength. You've kept my word, and you've not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of, a synagogue, of the synagogue of Satan who say they're Jews and not but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that you or that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command, Hope City, to persevere, I will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon you, upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temp temple of, of my God, and he shall go out no more. And at the end here it says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. So there's a few things that are sticking out to me this morning for us, church. For you have but little strength, but you've kept my word, and you have not denied my name. So this was one of two churches that, that was written about that God actually didn't have anything against them. He didn't have anything against this church. But he's just saying, but you have a little bit of strength. I see that. But Hope City, I'm so proud of you because you've kept my word in this season, says the Spirit of God, and you have not denied my name. And then he's also saying, hold fast to what you have so that no one may take your crown. And at the end it says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Let us hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us today. And it was like when I was reading this this week, I could hear the Lord just saying to some of you, some of you this season have just felt like you've had a little bit of strength. You've just had a little bit of hope. You've barely had enough joy to get by. You've had a little bit of healing. You've had a little bit of breakthrough. You've had 10 steps forward, but on some days it's like you went 12 steps back. Perhaps you've relapsed. Perhaps you've fallen into things that you didn't, you know, into sin and temptation that you thought that you have that you have overcome. But Jesus is saying to us today, if you will just hold up the little bit that you have, if you will just hold up the little bit of hope that you have, if you will just hold up the little bit of life that you have and bless it and bless me today and keep your eyes on me in this season, I will multiply it. I will multiply what didn't look like enough because little is much, says the Lord, when I am in it. God is saying, hold fast, Hope City. Don't deny my name this season by throwing in the towel and quitting. Be the faithful church. Be the faithful church. Be the faithful church, not in your own strength, but in the strength that, that I provide. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Amen? Amen. I was going to say, if we could just all stand up right now, totally. <laughs> totally. Like, yeah, see, some of us can stand up. That's great. That's great. I'm not counting, so if you want to stand up, go for it. Yeah. Uh, Reese, could you just come up? It's like, how do we do this? I haven't done this in a parking lot yet. <laughs> how do we do this? This is great. We're going to get the little pad and the guitar going. But isn't God good? Isn't God good? Isn't he good? Aren't you thankful for his word? Aren't you thankful that we can pray? Aren't you thankful that, for, that Jesus Christ died so that we could just freely come into his presence? 
Aren't you thankful that it, though at times lonely, you are not alone? And just when you feel like you're at your end, you can lift your hands to God and he comes when you cry out. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that he is your joy that comes in the morning? Aren't you thankful that he is your mercy when you don't deserve it? That he is your more than enough in your every time of need? Aren't you thankful that he's Jehovah Rapha, your healer? Aren't you thankful that he is Jehovah Jireh, the one that provides for you? Aren't you thankful that he is the peace of God that passes all understanding? Aren't you thankful for that he is the God that helped you overcome addiction? Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that you're a new creation in Christ and all things have passed away and he makes all things new? Church, aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful? Thankfulness releases the grace of God. Thankfulness releases the presence of God. Thankfulness opens up our eyes to see things unseen. We are not from here. If you ever feel like you don't fit, and I have felt like a misfit my entire life, I'm telling on myself now. I am a misfit. I don't belong here. And I'm okay with that. We look to things unseen today in this holy place called Church in the Lot. And we lift our hands to a God who loves us and called us as his own, to a God that calls us by name, to a God that chose us as his sons and daughters. You are not an accident, says the Lord. You've been called for such a time as this. God, I thank you that you are the God of all hope, that you are filling your church with all joy and peace and believing that we would abound in hope as your church by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, I thank you for fresh strength into your people, Lord Jesus, for fresh life into your people today. God, and may we be mindful that we cannot walk this life out without you. To be faithful, we got to walk after your spirit. To be faithful, we got to be presence-minded. To be faithful, we got to be you. We got to be Jesus-focused. Galatians 6 says this, do not be deceived. God is not mock church. For whatever a man or woman sows, that will they also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will reap of the flesh corruption. But to the one who sows to the spirit, there'll be life and peace. And let us not grow weary. Church, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And then I love this. I think people just get so excited about verse 9, they don't read verse 10. Therefore, as we have an opportunity, and we have an opportunity this hour, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Be Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that His Spirit, His love, and His life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.